and welcome, my VIP peeps, and welcome to the VIP membership area. I am so honored that you decided to join us in the VIP membership area because it really demonstrates your dedication to horses, your dedication to horse wisdom, and dedication to yourself to continually learn. And as a bonus for being in this particular membership area, we get to hear more from Alyssa Aubrey. So hi, it's nice to see you again. <laughs> so one of the things I'd like to do uh, as a special bonus for our VIP members is for you to get a, go a little bit deeper. We talked about the concepts and some beautiful things in our first interview. So it would be great. And I always love to hear the case studies of how did you do that? What if people want to know more about, well, how does this work? How might I use even some of this? If you could kind of tell us that whole little story of the case, that would be great. Sure. I'd love to. Um, so thank you for having me back. I, I've been working the last um, year and a half with um, a wonderful executive coach and uh, so much so that in her contract, with her business clients, uh, she requires them to come out here. Oh, so, I love it. I love it. That's taking a beat on the bar, That's right? Really taking, yes. Yeah. Uh, she believes in the work so much. And in particular, getting the client in the body, mm. the somatic experience of being here and, um, and what that can bring up for people. So Typically after her three, what she calls her 360 assessment evaluation, um, often the presentation is a client who comes out and spends three and a half hours here, we call it a half day. Mm -hmm. So I'll be on the phone with my coach friend, Felicia, and she'll say, this gal is just recently been promoted and she's managing a team. And here are some of the things that are happening in her world. She's over-disclosing. She has a lack of you know, real confidence and worth issues. And so there's a discussion on the phone before she comes out of, these are the things we'd like to look at. So in hearing that she has just taken over a team and one of the things that's so difficult is when you have come from that team and you've been promoted and these it's were a your whole different situation. Yeah. It's a whole different situation. Yeah. On top of that, what I don't know is until she walks in, she's a, a petite, very petite Asian American. And um, she looks to me somatically, she looks really nervous and she looks more than nervous. She looks narrow in her body and really tentative. So um, we have our opening circle, her intention for learning. I set some program distinctions about what we're up to today. So she has a lens to look through, uh, clarifying that we will not be riding wild Mustangs. You know, all the work is on the ground, just in case. Well, no one told her. It's really important that you set the, the stage for peoples because that starts to help them build and acclimate to your space, really. And then of course, our safety agreement, which we talked about in the earlier presentation of I'm responsible for me today. I'm already so breathing more. Breathing, <sighs> yeah, and breathing and having her breathe and get present. And so I can start to see she's laughing, she's smiling, she's excited. 
So I take her out. I have four horses in the round pin. I have a round pin. And I would also say to your audience, I have the luxury of having horses live out on land. Uh, they live as a, you know, integrated herd. So my way always of um, bringing horses in for, an, for a program is to open the gate and ask who wants to come in. My horses self-select. So I've You're got not the first person who has said that. So that's, um, that's being respectful to the horses and really inviting them to come into the work in a completely yeah. different way. Yeah, respectful and also humble because I, I don't live in the 93% of the information that's out there, they do, right? So interestingly enough, that morning when I opened the gate and let them in, the four biggest geldings I have in the herd came in. And now, of course, I'm seeing the juxtaposition between these enormous horses and this tiny little gal, tiny in, in, in height. Um, so still, trust the horse, trust the process. We go out and I say, this is your team. And I'd like you to go in and meet your team in any way that feels um, authentic and in any way that feels safe. And we've talked about safety, okay. So I look over at her and she's looking into the round pen. The horses are all standing at full attention, you know, looking at, looking out. And I look back and her eyes are welling up with tears and I look over and all four horses drop at the same time. They never disappoint, do they? Never. And, and uh, of course I know something's happening and I just don't know what. And I looked at her and I said, can you tell me what you're thinking? And she said, I thought they were too big for me to go in and meet. Mm -hmm. So if you weren't there, you wouldn't believe this. And I've done this thousands of times and I'm, I'm in awe. So I said, okay, well, they've taken you to heart. How do you feel now? And she said, I think I can go in. So of course they're, they're upright, their heads are upright, but every one of them is just sort of with their, you know, you've seen it, just that beautiful. They're tucked, you know, tucked. So as she goes in to say hello, um, each one that she goes to just completely lays oh down. And oh. she has a moment of getting herself present and settled and is asking what is their name and noticing about them. And I said, if it feels right to touch them, it's okay. Can I do that? Yes, you can. So she's down and she's, hello, how are you? And how's your morning? And you're so pretty. And then goes to the next one, all four. So they're all four flat now. I just, and so I see a lot of changes somatically in her body. She's smiling. Uh, she's, she's filling out here, uh, you know, uh, more horizontally. Uh, she looks taller. And of course we're debriefing. What was that like? What did you experience? She said, um, she started to really get emotional and share with us that as an Asian American living in San Francisco right now, at this time in the history, she's terrified. I'm so she's terrified for her life. She's terrified when she watches the news. She's terrified to go to work. She's terrified. And she feels like she has no power. And here she is faking it 
every day that she goes to work with this new team that she's supposed to be the manager of and doesn't feel that she's got the worthiness, the credentials, the, the, the chops and terrified, right? So there, that is part one of, what, of where we are in the discussion. And just to be able to disclose that and to also have somehow oh, released was huge. Yes, they were releasing it. They were exhausted. I mean, they were showing her her exhaustion. Absolutely. At first, it was like this respect thing. Then it was just like, yeah, exhaustion. Yeah. 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 And when you talked about her body language initially, the word that kept coming up for me was terrified. <laughs> so that's interesting that uh, I was getting that from you as you were describing it. So we took our time and she debriefed and uh, there was a lot of exhaustion, uh, as you so uh, aptly pointed out. There was also the noticing uh, how, how afraid she was at the beginning of the day. And my thought was maybe she's afraid about horses. She hasn't been around them before, but really it was so much deeper than that. So now the, part, the other part of the instruction that I had given her earlier before all of this happened, of course, because the horses are, as you can see, leading the session. I'm not, the horses are leading the session. Uh, my instructions were to go in, make a connection to your new team. And then I have these um, uh, pieces of hose, hose that are tied together, very soft pieces of hose that are big enough to put around the horse's neck. And I said, I want the second part of the instruction was to go and give each one of your um, team members a task a very specific task, just like you would, you know, at the office, represented by these round hula hoop shaped hoses, and then take the flag and move your team around so that they're executing on their, you know, task. And of course, none of that could happen when she was so afraid. So part one was the horses making it possible for her to come in and meet them. And then of course, the exhaustion part was really the place of owning personally that she is running on fumes. And once that had been disclosed and she felt grounded, immediately the horses stood up, ready for their further assignment, ready for further instruction. And she was ready. I mean, she was like, okay, so I go in and I'm like, yes. Yeah, because she was present. Because she was present. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't afraid. And she had, she, tr she said, I trust them, which was huge for her. All of this has happened in the course of maybe 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. And so she has a task, a real task, because she's really at work and she really has a team and she really has stuff that they need to get done. And so she had the experience of assigning each one of those team members that task and moving the horses around and they moved just beautifully and then she took the task away and said thank you and that was that was the session so the 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 debrief that day was so powerful and so rich and um my the coach that brought her in is also a pacific islander so a big part of what this gal disclosed after having the experience with the horse was were pieces about her culture and her upbringing and how her family had immigrated here 
that her coach had no idea about. And of course, all of this um, is leaking out at work. And as we said in our very first interview with your question, the distinctions between leadership and your personal life, there isn't one. You may think, and your boss may think, and the world and the culture that it would like to be in because it's nice and tidy and neat and compartmentalized may think that there's no distinction, but there is. Wherever we go, there we are. And so and this, was a huge, this was a huge part of her coach really understanding now why this was happening and the, and the empathy and the compassion and also the way to work with her. Mm -hmm. um, and the commonality that the two of them found that they had because they were both brought to this country and have memories of how difficult it was to be accepted and to find their footing in their place. But those, those brilliant, I mean, it makes me want to weep when I think too. about the generosity of spirit and the unbelievable horse wisdom. My gosh. Oh my gosh. Literally, literally, literally. Uh, one of the things that, because I teach ICF coach training with the horses is that I am just in such admiration of your person, your executive coach that you've been working with, who has uh, made it part of her deal with her clients to come out and see that because she is acting like a horse in that she knows she doesn't know everything. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm sure she's worked with you. Yes. That's how she found me. She exactly. <laughs> and she still talks about it. What, of the, course. you know, what her intention was and then what happened when she got out there and yeah. it, it was so striking to her, of course, that she thought this is an amazing uh, part and look how quickly I can get there. That's what she said to me. She said, I can get to my client and my coaching and bypass months of work. Absolutely. That they will never tell me. Exactly. It flows after the experience with the horse. So that's a beautiful uh, validation of taking it out of the barn is that you worked with this coach. Mm -hmm. And as a result of her experience with the horses, she took that horse wisdom into her practice. And now she's paying it forward with all the other people. I've just, this is, I couldn't yeah. ask for a more perfect um, ending to our interview. That is just so, I just have to ask you first, how big was that round pen? Uh, the round pens is like 60 feet. Really? And there yeah. were those four big. Yeah. There, huh? Yeah. And the, I mean, this is an activity that um, we do a lot and they're, you know, the, the, it's more of a gestalt. I think of it more of a gestalt than the way that the horsemen use the round pin per se <clears throat> to kind of move energy or, mm -hmm. you know, run the air out of the horse. For me, it's, the, it's a dojo of learning. You're walking through the gates of inquiry and you're coming out with an affirmation. I love the gate yeah. of inquiry. That's your next book, you know. The gate of inquiry. Okay, thank you, Lisa, marketing queen. <laughs> I love that. All right, dear. Thank Later. you so much. My Alyssa. pleasure. My pleasure. So blessings wonderful. on your work and blessings on your life. And I hope that um, this is uh, this comes back to you a thousandfold. Well, I know that all the people who are listening to you and heard that story are still just sitting here going, ah, but that's the magic and power of horse wisdom. All right. Thanks so much, Alyssa. And thank you, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.